Hey, it's Ron McLean. Welcome to Hockey Talk on the Rock. With Laura and Keith. It's interesting. So let's back up a second. He played absolutely out of his mind. It now. made no sense to me. And now, here are your hosts. Episode number 75 uh, here on Salt Spring Island. This is Laura. I'm Keith. And it is Monday, May the 9th. Um, we are mid-round one of the playoffs. Pretty even series so far. <laughs> a lot of them, I think, are 2-2. Two, two. Yep. But uh, we're going to start off, as we always do, talking Canucks stuff. So what do we got? Yeah, so the Canucks, uh, I would say, for not being in the playoffs, had kind of an interesting week since we last talked in that they had their year-end pressers with both of the players and then with um, Boudreaux and then with the management, so Rutherford and Alvin, which is where I think probably the most interesting comments came from, uh, if you want to start there, because uh, Rutherford basically saying that he right now is not open to um, like giving Boudreaux more term beyond this next year, so I'd be happy to have him come back on the contract that they signed him to. But if not, um, like if he doesn't want to come back, then it's going to be Boudreaux's choice. Uh, they went on to make some comments, both of them, about kind of the structure of the team first, which I think was kind of telling. Um, that, again, I think for the management, they're in a tough spot, right? Because if they're not happy with the structure, but they know how popular Boudreaux is in the uh, fandom <laughs> right now, <laughs> they don't want to let go of him and be seen as the bad guys. So again, I think leaving this as is right now, and again, talking about how he hadn't coached a full season yet, and they wanted to see a full season under Boudreaux, I think kind of lets them off the hook a little bit in that if Boudreaux decides that he has a better opportunity somewhere else and he leaves, then it's not on Rutherford and Alvin, and they're kind of not looked at in the dark. Now, again, I'll say kind of like developments that happened after those comments, right, are that the Canucks are talking with that Russian kid. What's his name? Uh, Something. He's 26. Yeah. He had a good year. He had a very good and year. And Boudreaux was in, in on, on the, the meetings. on the meetings, yeah. So, I mean, if he's in on the meetings, you kind of expect that he's going to be back. And I personally, again, think that It'd be stupid if he didn't come back. So, <laughs> we'll yeah. see. But and I mean, Rutherford's had that. He's been using the excuse of Sullivan didn't yeah. get extended right after yeah. he won a cup. But it's the same but different because they just won a cup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, uh, I heard on the radio on the way home today, so as late as like an hour and a half ago, yeah. that Frank Saravelli was saying, like, it's not confirmed, but it all but sounds like Boudreaux is coming back. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so weird, right? Because it sounded like he was coming back like two weeks ago with no problems. And then last week it was like, oh, maybe he's not coming back. And now it sounds like he's coming back. I think it's just the Vancouver market. You know, <laughs> yeah, probably. They, they just like the talking points. Yeah. I mean, the other kind of, I guess, the sad part that came out of those uh, year-end pressers was the stuff with Besser and his dad. And, you know, he was obviously really emotional about it during the presser. And I do think that it probably weighed on him during the year but you could also tell during that press conference i thought um when he broke down you could kind of tell with both hughes and Pedersen, like they were very involved as well which was i mean it's horror it's a horrible thing that Besser's going through but it was kind of nice to see the uh, like kind of 
my teammates supporting each other in that kind of young core. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we started to see that a couple of years ago when Besser was holding out for the contract. Yeah. And PD, you know, said like, I'll, I'll drive down to Minnesota yeah. and get him myself. Yeah. You know? Like, you can kind of tell behind the scenes that they have that bond. Yeah. Which is good. It's good. So, I mean, that part of it was nice, but obviously the, the health stuff with his dad was not nice. But, I mean, again, kind of silver lining for him is that because the Canucks didn't make the playoffs, he will have a longer summer to spend with his family. So, in that regards, it's kind of nice. Um, but, yeah, those are kind of the two points that I wanted to talk about about the Canucks. Um, and then, obviously, which kind of ties into the Canucks, uh, was the news that came out this morning that uh, the Islanders had let go Barry Trotz as the uh, coach of their team after, you know, three pretty highly successful seasons, um, two in which they uh, lost to the eventual cup winners. In, in the conference final. In the conference yeah. final. And the first year he won the Jack Adams too, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And so this third year obviously was a disappointment. Um, I'm wondering, like I, I have two predictions about where I think Barry Trotz is going to end up. Um, it's not Vancouver, spoiler alert. Me too. Um, but, like, I wonder how much it was that the Islanders wanted to start playing maybe more of an offensive system, and they're realizing again that their core is older and they're going to have to start shifting to some younger players here. Um, but it is somewhat surprising, again, just because of how successful he was, um, that he was let go kind of that quickly. But Yeah, yeah. it was kind of surprising. It's not going to cost them that much because it's only one year of his deal to let him go. And, yeah. and I also heard that you know there's a possibility that he lost the room, yeah. which happens. Yeah. Um, surprising, though, because it has only been four or three years. I think three, yeah. Four, because they went second round, third round, third round, and then this year. Yeah, you're right, sorry. So you never know. never know the true story until someone writes an autobiography <laughs> 15 years from now. Yeah. Um, but... I'd almost bet we have the same two predictions. Okay. Winnipeg and Florida? I have Winnipeg and Vegas. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I think if Florida loses this series, I like almost 100% bet yeah. that Trotz will be there. So but if they uh, that, don't, that's contingent, yeah, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, if Florida was out when yeah. we were doing this yeah. episode, I'd yeah. probably have them in place yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. But uh, I, I can see Vegas doing it just because he's the shiny. He's the yeah, shiny of course. Winnipeg. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So, would he want to do it? I don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Their problem was scoring goals, too. Yeah, I know. So, it's interesting. But he's from Manitoba, he's is he not? He's from Manitoba, and Winnipeg, like, their whole issue as a team seems to be defensive structure. So, to me, Winnipeg makes, like, 100% sense Yeah. if he wants to go back home. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, obviously the other one we can get to. <laughs> if that situation arises. Yeah, yeah. On that note, though, because we're touching on Winnipeg, yeah, yeah. I think we talked about it when Maurice left. Yeah. Um, now that Mike Yo's out officially in Philly, yeah. can totally see Maurice going to Philly. Yeah, I could see that too, actually. I wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah, no, he's a great coach. But yeah, they're, they're already talking about trots to Philly, and I, because they're paying Vigneault for like another three yeah, years, I don't see it. No. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. So, uh, in other league news, are we going to recap our awful predictions, or what do you think? We can recap our awful predictions and then talk about some of the playoff stuff. Sounds good. Okay. Let's, let's do hot takes, because that's the only thing I'm holding okay. this for. Okay. Sounds good. Um, we've recapped my hot takes We're probably like three quarters of the way through the year, and now that it's all over, <laughs> I officially got 
one out of 11, <laughs> but if Toronto pulls it off against Tampa, yeah. I'll get two out of 11. Oh, wow. And I'm wearing this because <laughs> I have a reason. Because when we did our playoff bracket and our pre-first round episode, I wore the Florida jersey and I feel like it jinxed them. Okay. So now I'm trying to, I'm trying to jinx Tampa. Tampa. Not for my hot takes. <laughs> Not for my hot takes, but for Toronto. Okay, okay. Yeah. So the only hot take I got right was saying that Florida was going to win the President's Trophy. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So I right now have three out of ten and a possibility of getting four. Which nice. would be if Florida wins their series and Toronto does not. Mm. So that's the one. Um, but the only other, the only ones I got right were Montreal missing the playoffs, which at the time was kind of risky, but it wasn't. Eichel didn't play until after January 1st. And um, Flurry had more wins than Leonard. Ah, so nice. I was actually pretty proud of that one. That's cool. Yeah. So I looked it up. Flurry had 28, Leonard had 23. I mean, part of that was because Leonard was injured for a, a, like a part of the season. But yeah. I'm here to take it. And, you know, it's a win's a win. We'll see if that last one comes true. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, we did a lovely preseason ranking of each All of the, the divisions. divisions. Yeah. And also picked who we thought was going to make the playoffs. And so I'm going to kind of recap how we did on both those that, things. That's fine. I'm going to be here for commentary because <laughs> I couldn't, you couldn't pay me to read what you've written there. Yeah. So basically, I mean, I can start with the central. And I can just read out, like, okay, I can do the spoiler part of it. Sure. Which is that we both only picked... Uh, we got one team correct out of the entire rankings, like of where they'd finish. So okay. I had Colorado. I uh, sorry, I had Winnipeg, Colorado, Dallas, St. Louis, Minnesota, Chicago, Nashville, Arizona, and the only team I got right was Arizona finishing last. Yours was basically the same. You had Winnipeg, Colorado, Chicago, Minnesota, St. Louis, Nashville, Dallas, and Arizona. <laughs> so. So we called Arizona sucking. Yeah. That doesn't make us smart, unfortunately. And like everything <laughs> else was pretty bad. Um. I was drinking the Chicago Kool-Aid, I'll admit that. Yeah. And that pay, did not pay off. So then in the Metro, um, again, I think we both had one right here. Um, and that one was... Oh, I had New Jersey finishing in seventh. You had New Jersey finishing fourth. Yeah, I thought they were going to take a big step. <laughs> Which was interesting, yeah. And, um, no, they didn't. You might have, actually, you didn't have any for I that one. I didn't have any, right? Yeah. Um, okay, and then for the Atlantic, um, you had four right, and I had one. Oh, I, if I flipped Toronto-Boston, I would have done pretty well. Yeah. So I had Boston right. Um, did you have... You, you had Florida right. Um, oh, Toronto actually got second. Yeah. So, no. Yeah, so I think it's 1-1 one, one again here. Sorry, I can't evidently read my writing because I did two different scores. And then in the Pacific, we, like, sucked. Like, yeah, yeah, we did. So we uh, both drank the Vancouver Kool Aid. We both Kool-Aid. drank the Vancouver <laughs> Kool Aid. I thought Seattle was gonna come in fourth, but admittedly, I just listened to that uh, episode, and it was only because I wanted to be different than you. <laughs> uh, and I said it at the and time. I, and I did put Seattle near the bottom. Yeah, but not quite the bottom. Not quite. You had San Jose right and Edmonton right, and I had nothing. So in the end, in terms of predicting the actual standings, you won four to three, which oh, is man, still that's not terrible. very good. <laughs> but in predicting playoff teams, I won. So I got 11 right and you got seven. Oh, okay. So, but we did very poorly all together <laughs> is basically the recap there. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, the Pacific and the Metro were the ones that really like killed us because we both had the Islanders and Philly in. And you had New Jersey in. <laughs> so, like, it was just, yeah, like, 
pretty much as bad as you can be. We both have Vegas making the playoffs and Vancouver in the Pacific. So, yeah. Anyway, we did poorly. We'll try and be better next year. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so getting into some playoff talk. Playoff talk. Um, I mean, just in general, I feel like it's been a very fascinating playoffs because you've had these games, like the majority of the games seem to be blowouts, but the series are really tight. Yeah. So it's very weird to get like the flow between games. There kind of appears to be no flow between games. And in some ways, it's made the series that I was looking forward to the most, which was Tampa and Toronto and St. Louis and Minnesota, to me, not that exciting. Like, I don't know, when it's 3 nothing for one team, it's like... Well, a yeah, because the series, like you say, the series is close. Yeah. You're like, oh, 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. But, like, every game, it's like, you know who is definitively winning that game. Yeah. So, I honestly feel like right now my favorite series has been Calgary and Dallas, which oh. is ridiculous because I don't really care. Like, I don't know, but it's like, at least they're close well, and there's some anger. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but... To me, it's just made this, yeah, it's made this series, like, not as interesting as I thought it could have been. Um, and maybe part of that, too, is also to do with, with all the goalies that we've seen in the series. Um, like, it's just insane, basically. Yeah, I found myself most invested in the Florida-Washington one because yeah. I, I gave yeah. no credit to Washington. And yeah. they're obviously proving me and probably everyone else <laughs> really wrong, Yeah, depending on how tonight goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, it's hard to say. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'd like to think the Florida can even it up 2-2 if they're, you know. Definitely possible. But, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, and, I, you know, thinking about it in retrospect, I really wish I really put more thought into Pittsburgh and like yeah. how they probably know yeah. in the room that this is yeah. their last hurrah yeah. because it seems like that's playing a humongous role. Well, Sidney Crosby is having like an unreal start to the playoffs. Yeah. Like he looks like he's 10 years younger and I just can't believe how dominant he has been specifically. But that whole team, like if they had, if they didn't have Dominion and yet, it would just be, I'd be so confident that they're going to win. Yeah. And honestly, I, I think they're probably going to win even with him in, which is pretty impressive when you consider it. But they just look like that. To me, they clearly look like the better team in that series. Yeah. Um, And I do think I kind of am taking a bit of credit, although he's probably going to like turn around in the next two games and get like back-to-back shutouts. But I did kind of predict that Shesterkin wouldn't be as good in the playoffs, only because I just thought it was unrealistic to hold up like that level of play. Mm-hmm. And it is his first kick at this. Um, but, I mean, I kind of think it's a bit similar like with what's going on with the Florida series, right? It's like, Florida, and it could totally change. This is one that, again, tonight, like it was when I last looked at the score, it was 1-1. So, yeah, who knows? It could be like 5-1 Florida right now. But it does kind of seem like a bit similar to the 2019 Tampa team. Mm-hmm. And maybe they just haven't learned about playoff hockey yet and this is going to be the thing that kind of changes it for them and Washington is experienced and they do play a heavy style of hockey which is more suited for the playoffs but we'll see right we'll see with that series because so far it's looking like it's shocking everyone like I don't think anyone had in their bracket Washington beating yeah no I don't think so either and another one, Dallas and Calgary. Yeah. Um, like if Dallas comes out tonight and gets another win and puts Calgary down three one, yeah. like I would put all the money on Dallas. Yeah. Like Calgary could squeak a game or two out, but I don't think they're gonna win three in a row. I don't think so. And 
It's funny how quickly the story becomes the same story that we've seen for years with Calgary, right? And I was 100% on board that that wasn't going to be the story this year, but it just seems like they can't score. Yeah. And, like, Onger has played very well, but I think at a certain point in time, it's like you got to look at your players and be like, no, you got to put the puck in the net. Yeah. you got to find a way. Um, and, yeah, a quick note about Dallas is I didn't actually realize that they had that they got an Ottinger in that draft where they got Heiskanen and um, Robertson in it oh, too. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that's pretty unreal. Like okay, um, my only other kind of note about the playoffs right now is I was watching a bit of the Washington Carolina game yesterday. <laughs> and yeah, a couple of days ago, I've been like, wow, Carolina has this in the bag, and then Boston's doing the Boston Boston thing. thing. And I do not like Brad Marchand. Yeah. Uh, I think he's uh, you know a dirty rat. <laughs> player but watching him get under Tony D'Angelo's skin was very amusing and Tony D'Angelo having a meltdown was also just I don't know made me happy so I was like I don't like Boston I don't yeah. like Marchand Tony it's... D is also a very unlikable <laughs> character yeah so for different reasons for different reasons but it was quite amusing to watch that so mm-hmm. again that series 2-2 it could go either way we'll see what happens here um I again like because this is before Game 5 for Toronto and Tampa, I'm just going to throw this out there, um, that I feel like if Toronto doesn't win this series, they're going to, like, and before the playoffs happened, I wouldn't have agreed with this statement, but the way that this series has gone, I do agree with this statement now, is they don't win it, they have to change something. Because if you think about it last, like, specifically with last night's game, they really had a chance to put Tampa on the ropes, and they didn't. Like they didn't show up again. No. And even game two, right? It was like, okay, you had a chance to take a two nothing series lead, and you didn't show up. So if it goes Tampa's way, then there has to be changes. But again, I have no idea what's gonna happen in that series. I yeah, yeah. Yeah, they. Well, I mean, you've heard it. The the sound bites from Dubas and Shanahan starting like three years ago. That lack of the killer instinct. And Marlowe even said it too when he left the team. Like, the group lacks the killer instinct. And yeah. if they do it again this year where they've, they've led and then they lose and then they've but, led and then yeah. they lose. like And it's the fact that they lose. Like, if they put if they showed up and they lost, it would be like, okay, mm-hmm. at least they're putting in an effort and you can see it coming. But, like, last night when it was, like, 3 nothing by the eight, like, by eight minutes in, it's like, okay, well... Going, you know, I turned time. it off. Yeah, it's like, well, I, you know what's gonna happen. Yeah, here. and I know they did score a couple goals in the third, but it's like, it didn't matter at that point. No. Anyway, so. And and just to something that we harped <laughs> on before, Vasilevsky after a loss, yeah. like he's unbelievable. He is unbelievable, and I'll also say this about Vasilevsky: he hasn't been that good in this series. No. So that's another thing that you're either worried about or you're not as a Toronto fan, but. If he shows up in this last little bit as the Vasilevsky that we know, it could be a problem for them. Mm-hmm. But again, I can see it going either way, very clearly in my head. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess in a similar note, like Edmonton, that series is a bit like that as well, except for the fact that they had like those two like absolute blowouts in a row over LA. Um, but last night again with McDavid, it's like okay. You could have put kind of the nail in the coffin in this game, and they didn't really yeah. come to play. And I was surprised to hear with LA that they've had like eleven players play their first playoff games this year. <laughs> like that's pretty crazy too. It like, is especially because you you think of like Brown and Kopitar yeah. and Quick and like 
the old core yeah. that's been there and done that, but like you don't realize how many players have not. Yeah. So, am I wrong to say that tonight could be the first night that we knock out a team? Yeah, and that's the only series we didn't really talk about because I feel like it hasn't been very interesting. No. Um, because Colorado is just killing Nashville. Well, except game two. Full credit game to Connor Ingram because he played amazing. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, like his fourth NHL game ever or whatever. He played really good. I watched a lot of that game. Yeah. And, like, McKinnon and McCarr alone had so many opportunities. Yeah. And the saves you were making, he looked calm and made them look easy. Yeah. But then he didn't play that good in the next game. No. And the goalie thing, like, again, it comes back to there's been a lot of goalie injuries um, in, the like, the last part of the season and now the first round of the playoffs as well. And it is kind of sad. Like, I mean, I, I do feel I feel the worst for Nashville because, like, if they had Soros, I, I do feel like they'd be different. Um, and, you know, I mean, you could kind of say maybe the same thing about Carolina with Anderson except for the fact that they're they're a better team, right? Like, they're all around a better team. So it's, it's a little bit less of a blow. But anyway, and then Pittsburgh too, right? But, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Norris Trophy finalists came out today. Yes. Um, another reason I'm wearing the Tampa jersey yeah. because Hedman didn't get it. We nailed it. We're super smart. Yeah. We called all three. Yeah. Yossi Makara was pretty much given. Yeah. And then Hedman is the third. Yeah. Um, who's going to get it, you think? Okay, so I actually, I, I think it's going to be Makara. For the goals. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to stick with my guy, Yossi. Yeah. I, if you're asking me who I'd want it to be, I would probably say Yossi. This year, if you ask me who I want it yeah. to be, I don't want it to be Hedman. I mean, I, think I, mean, I agree with that, too, every, but I just don't he, think it's gonna is, be. No, I know he I is the so. best defenseman in the league, yeah. like hands down, yeah. all around. He's the best defenseman. Um, but I think they're gonna give it to Makar a bit of like the kind of Fox thing last year, but yeah. also those goals. Yep, it could happen. Anyway, time will tell. And then yeah. tomorrow, they're coming out with the Vezina, yeah, finalist, which I think. Kevin Weeks leaked it already today. Do you see that? Just Dirk and Soros and Markstrom. Yeah. Yep. Not surprising. Not I can't surprising. remember if we predicted those three, but I think we were on We definitely it with two talked of them. about those three. Yeah. We definitely had Shesterkin and Soros in our yeah. top three, but I can't remember if we we agreed Marky would be there. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I think it's going to, that one's easy with Shesterkin, right? But yeah. Props yeah. To, to old Markstrom, even though he's a traitor. Yeah. <laughs> and it's karma. That's why they're losing exactly. to Dallas. Exactly. Well, it's because they wanted all those Canucks, right? They wanted to see what happened in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see how the rest of the first round goes. Um, the series should be wrapping up, you know, soon ish. Although a lot of them are going six, so yeah, we'll a lot see. of them are going six. We could see some sevens. Yeah. I still think Minnesota, St. Louis are I a do, lot to go seven. Except for the fact that I think that maybe Minnesota wins it in six, and the only reason why I say that is because of the defensive ish like injuries for oh because Krug and Scandella is, yeah is so down they're there. like getting down there yep. and I'm assuming they're gonna start Barrington again tomorrow because he won and yeah I just don't know I think maybe like maybe there's a possibility that it ends in six for Minnesota but if any other scenario I'd say it goes seven hot take of the day yeah so yeah we will be doing this again probably in like a week's time yep. to wrap up round one and do an episode mini for round two of the bracket challenge. Yeah. See where we're at with that. <laughs> so I think that's it. Do you got anything else? No, I think that's everything. All right. Well, there we go. That's a wrap on episode number 75. Keith and Laura are doing Hockey Talk on the Rock. Thanks for listening.